I've been working on my anime sounds. Yep. Yep. Uh, tell me what you think I'm doing right now. Okay. Uh... Surfing. Correct. Oh. That was Shingeki no Surfing. That was a, <laughs> a quote from Shingeki no Surfing. Yeah? Yeah. It's because he's not allowed to surf? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, he's not allowed to surf and he... Uh, Gets really mad about it mm-hmm. when he's talking to his mom, who he calls Sensei, surprisingly. Wow. Um, and when she says, you can't go surfing, that's him yelling right before he slams the door to his bedroom. That's great. He got grounded for that. Uh-oh. Give me another one. Um, yeah. This is another sound that I've been working on. It goes a little something like this. <laughs> what do you think? Sick cat. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> You're really good at this game. I'm pretty good. I've heard a few ca- sick cats in my life. Yeah, you got it. It's That's awesome. That's from Hajime no Feline. Yeah. Um, That's a, a cat that wants to become the greatest boxer in the world. Uh, you know, I believe in it. I believe in that little furball. Yeah. So, um... You want to hear one of mine? Yeah. I've been working on sports noises. Oh, go for it. Ping! That is... Someone getting hit with a line drive right in the athletic cup. Ooh, yes. Yeah, exactly. Specifically, titanium athletic cup. Yeah. Uh, they're they're all the new craze. Actually, I, I have been trying to make them the great craze because... Yeah. <laughs> You've been trying to make them the craze? You wear them? Well, I yeah. And like every time... I So to be honest, I invented with it, this because um, really it came... It came to my mind right around time the the time that Paul Wall uh, did the song Grills. I was like, remind me how that goes. Um, smile for me, Daddy. What you looking at? I wanna see your grill. You wanna see my what? Yep. Yeah, yeah, your grill. Yeah, yeah, your grill. Rob the jewelry store and tell him make me a grill. Right. Yep. Okay. So um, I was like, wow, people love. The, the one thing I got from that song is people love like blingy metals and I can't afford diamonds. So we're just going to do the plating. Um, and I thought, where, where could there be metals? And I was like, you know what people, especially men cherish so much in this world, athletic cups, their penis and what protects their penis, athletic cups. That's right. Um, and what is a better show of status than having a titanium athletic cup? Yeah. So that was my thought process um, about 15 years ago. Honestly. Yeah, 15. That's about right. Um, and then, um, so I had them made, put all my life savings in it, all of them. And um, I just carry them around in a little backpack. And uh, when I see people, I say, hey, protect yourself. And I give them... I give him one, and I think it's trying to take. It's starting to take off. Smile for me, Daddy. What, what you, you looking, looking at? at? I wanna see your cup. You wanna see my what? Yeah, your, your cup. cup. Yeah, 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 your, your cup. cup. Rob the jewelry store and tell him make me a cup. Rob the Models, tell him make me a cup. Yeah. I was just thinking, whatever happened to Models? I don't really see him around anymore. It's more Dick Sporting Goods now. I will say, I think Modell's is like a northern thing because we never had it. Had them by me. That's where I bought my cups when I, I was in Little League. I think Modell's is like a New York, like, northern thing. We had dicks, though, and honestly, it works better for my... Marketing? For my marketing. Yeah. So, um, hit me up if you want one of my titanium cups. Um, I'm working with David Guetta to try to get that song. I see you on David Guetta. I'm bulletproof, nothing to lose, fire away, fire away. Fire away at my dick. <laughs> Welcome to Coach Reset Sensei. <laughs> it's a podcast where I, Joseph Rosario, teach Cassandra about anime while she tries to teach me about sports. That's right. And protect yourself. You gotta protect yourself. Yeah. What do you want to get started with this week? Oh, I'd love to get started with some... Manime. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's start off with some manime. Uh, and this is a manly anime because what's manlier than the art of science? The Ugh. art. 
science. The science. What's manly? The science of art. Yeah. That's the only thing that's manlier. And obviously, because we're talking about science, we're talking about Doctor Stone. Yeah. You watch Emma Stone. <laughs> they're they're related somehow. <laughs> you think you think Emma Stone heard about that show and she was like, "Who the fuck greenlighted this?" Yeah. She did. She was really upset about it. And um, now we, that's why the rest of the episodes are on hold until this legal action can go through. Yeah, until Cruella DeVille leaves theater so that she can. Yeah. She actually showed up uh, in those costumes to the legal proceedings. And they were like, ooh, I think she's lost it. Yeah, she's a method actor. I think she was in the middle of, uh, of shooting. Right. Well, anyway, Dr. Stone. Yeah, you watched the first couple of episodes of Dr. Stone. I did. I did. You want to walk us through what Dr. Stone is? Yes. Dr. Stone is an anime about a situation where something happens. I don't know what, but one day something happens and every person and the birds on planet Earth are covered in like a in, in stone. They're they're frozen. Some of them may be dead. Um, but they can't move. They can't do anything. Uh, we're following like one specific character and he can still like think like he has thoughts and we're following his thoughts and everyone, this thousands of years go by 3,700 years, I believe. And civilization is basically gone besides for these stone people that are kind of left behind. And finally he awakens. Something happens and he's cracked out of his shell and he's, into this world where civilization is gone but he remains and now they have to rebuild civilization and i say they because there's another guy who's a scientist and he is also woken up and now here we go yeah these two guys uh senku is the scientist Mm -hmm. and taiju is the guy the first guy you mentioned uh do you recall anything about their relationship before they got turned to stone um, one was a scientist and one was a, a man that was brute strength. Um, they were somewhat friends, I guess. Um, there was just a brief interaction where they kind of like were weird to each other, but I think they're somewhat friends. I think they respect each other. They're friends. Yeah. Yeah. They're friends. They didn't seem like they hung out and got a beer. Sure. In the context of the show, it starts with, uh, taiju the brute strength guy coming up to senku and saying hey man today's the day this is like in modern day before anything's happened going hey today's the day i'm gonna tell this girl that i love that i love her mm-hmm. um which i think is like a thing you tell your friends right you wouldn't just go to a, like a guy you don't really know that well and be like i'm confessing to that girl sometimes the person you confess to is the person like that you know the least you know sometimes the, the less attachment is that something that you do oh well, some people can do it what know. are some examples I don't know sometimes you're just like hey I, I just met you but i'm gonna tell you this and let let that uninvolved brain think about my problem tell me what you think about it i'm gonna hit it back on on what you say and then i'm gonna proceed you know yeah sometimes they're not invested yeah i found it's happened to me a couple times actually in my in my real day-to-day life where i've talked to a stranger they've just unloaded like the heaviest information onto me yeah and i never really know how to respond to it Ooh. Um, at my old job one time, uh, uh, I called a lady for something that I needed in a different department mm-hmm. and she was on vacation Yeah, and she called me back like a couple weeks later and she was like, Hey, sorry, I couldn't get that thing that you wanted. I was out. Um, I was out. On she, said, she said I was out. Yeah. And I said, well, I hope you had like a good vacation or whatever. And she was like, I wasn't on vacation. I was at a trial Uh oh. and I went, Oh, I'm sorry. And she went, yeah, it was a trial for a murder. Oh no! Because someone murdered like my stepsister or something. Yeah. And I, or something. I I'm saying or something because I don't remember. Yeah. But it was a very serious event, and I was just like, I, we need to talk to her. She doesn't remember. No, she's she she remembered because okay. she clearly told me. Uh, I just blocked that out of my memory because it was nuts. But, yeah. Um. Yeah. Sometimes people just need someone to talk to. Right. So maybe he needed so he needed someone to talk to, and he found the guy in the lab coat in a science class to go confess his feelings. Yeah. Maybe that was the situation. Um. Yeah, so that was what was going on there. Thirty, uh, and this is okay. So there are many things in this that kind of uh, were unrealistic slash like okay, whatever, dude. Um, the man, the the brute force man, was able to survive and like 
show his will to live for 3,700 years because he said, I won't die before I tell her that I love her. Because he was just about to tell that girl that he loved her. And he refused to do it. And you know what? He When he, he cracked open, he went and found her. And he was like, I'm going to tell you I love you. And she was she was a rock, you know? So <laughs> now now they got to figure out how to wake her up so yeah. we can tell her. Unrealistic thing number one. That yeah. She was still a rock. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, forget about the fact that they've both survived. 2700 years yeah the fact that she was still a rock yeesh yeesh my guy uh that was episode one yeah did you want to talk a little bit about the second episode yeah yeah so uh episode one they're they're like okay well well we also didn't include this part where the the scientist guy is very smart like the smartest man on the planet type smart i mean especially now right um but he's kind of like discovered a serum that he believes will uncrack the stone that is around the humans that have been stoned. And um, he wants to create a serum that will free all of them and bring them back. Um, but he doesn't know the exact formula, so they're kind of messing with it. Mm-hmm. And that's that's really their prerogative is to recreate civilization, but also figure out the serum um, so that they can bring people back to life, which the brute force guy is all on board with so he can tell her that uh, that girl that he loves her. Uh, second episode, um, mind you, I told you this, what phenomenon made all humans and birds into stone, Mm -hmm. but what it didn't touch is the beasts. Yeah. The animals are still alive. And what's funny is that I never thought about that until you pointed it out. Yeah. Because these guys are foraging for things and all of a sudden a bunch of lions start chasing them. No stones on those lions. Yeah, I think they were about... They had just come up with a, a potion or whatever, an elixir to break the girl that the guy likes out of stone. Mm-hmm. And right before they did it, they got chased by lions. Yeah. So they couldn't they couldn't go back to her because they were getting chased by like a pack of lions. And brute force guy who is always yelling. There is no normal language. He's like, why are there, ye- why are there lions in Japan? And the guy's like, well, because there were zoos and the door must have been left open. And that is classic improvising justification. Um, so, as in, that's a bad justification. <laughs> it's a classic. Like there must have been a door open, right? Um, I don't think it's a horrible justification. Assuming that the animals didn't get turned to stone, right? Like that's not explained. But yeah, if zoo animals were left, mm-hmm. who's to say that they wouldn't just breed and take over the now? Like Japan's been overgrown and just turned into a jungle. I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. Just the problem that that was. He his, the part that he said like oh, when the stone thing happened the doors were open and that's how the beast got out. That's what he said. Yeah, like they could have hopped a fence or something, you know. Whatever. Sure, I mean, but that that doesn't undo the fact that they're alive there. It's just classic. There. Okay, that's all I'm saying. Um, anyway, they're getting chased by the lions. Um, <laughs> and earlier in episode one, I believe. Uh, the brute force guy has realized that one of the fro- the stoned people that he's seen is like the st- what is it, what does it call him like the strongest high schooler or the, the, strongest, the best warrior. He's like the strongest high school primate. I think is what they call him. Why do they call him a primate? I don't know. I think he was like some sort of like they are implying that that was a an un- title that like the news or something gave him. Like he must have won, like won like a competition, like a fighting competition. Yeah, it's weird. Anyway, he looks like Tarzan. Um. And they're running and they're like, the only way to get out of this lion situation is to break this guy free of his stones and hopefully he'll fight the lions. Mind you, there's like six lions. Yep. A lion and lioness or five lionesses. Uh, and they break him open. He starts to crack. And the the genius guy is like, uh, or no, I think he says like, brief me on the situation or something like that. Yeah. As he's starting to crack. Yeah. He's like, brief me on the situation. And the. He's always ready. <laughs> and the uh, brain guy is like, I know that there's probably a lot going on for you right now, but we're about to get attacked by lions. And the Tarzan guy was like, say no more. And he cracks open out of his rock and just beats the crap out of these lions. He kills the lions. He kills a lion. And oh, the rest oh. of them run away in fear. Yeah. Um, believable. I'm going to give this one on the believability scale 
zero. Yeah, I mean, the premise is that the whole world got turned to stone. So I think anything that happens after that is sort of... You have to suspend disbelief. Yeah. If, if you're in if you're in on the initial premise of the world got turned to stone, everything else sort of follows suit. I don't know. I I disagree with that. I think you could you could have this weird phenomenon. There's a plenty of uh arts where there's something weird or apocalyptic like this happens and you don't necessarily have to automatically jump to this one guy can kick the ass of lions. But um, that's what happens. They're safe. And this guy also is like, uh, well, now that you have freed me, I will do all of the like fighting for you. So he goes and he, he runs really, really fast and like chases boars and kills them so they can have some meat and all of these very fancy things. But there's something ominous about him and the brainiac guy doesn't really trust him. And I suspect he will be bad. Yeah, and that's pretty much what you saw. Yes. Uh, spoiler alert, Sukasa, the, the high school primate guy, does end up being a bad guy. Yeah. He, he decides that he doesn't want to revive everyone because he thinks that there are greedy people in the world and the world should be rebuilt with just like the young, pure-hearted people. Mm-hmm. And that's how what, do you know when people are stoned? That I don't know, but he wants to be the one to decide. He's like, I know everyone here. What do you think about the, the premise? So this is like a shonen anime, mm-hmm. right? Like a young teenage boy sort of with all the power and stuff but the typically you see like strength like the main characters are like the strongest or whatever or, like the most like don't give up give upiest kind of characters like yeah. have the most tenacity this guy's just smart like his thing is sort of like that's the, a don't give upiness right but it's 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 less like i can punch the hardest and more just like i care a lot about science and if yeah. you follow the show as it goes on his whole deal is just getting everyone to be like and it's kind of cheesy, but it's like everyone's just kind of like, "Wow, this is the power of science!" Like his his whole deal is like, "I I can take dirt and crush it up with like some tree sap and make glue that we then use to build a furnace, which will then use to make swords, and that's how they solve all their problems." Yeah. So it, it's different. When so every time someone wakes up from the stone, they they remember everything from their past life. Yeah. Yeah, they seem to like. I I think they're like sort of asleep for the most part from when they got turned to stone to when they wake up and at the point that i you've read and watched all of this so far um that, I, that's I, out yeah least? i i just caught up recently to the the manga and so do we ever find out what caused the stone uh yeah kinda we're not the mystery's not fully solved okay um but i'm curious to know as someone who's only seen a couple of episodes what are some of your big questions or mysteries like what are things that you think the series would have to make good on for you to like be like yeah well number one is what the heck happened right pretty big mystery number two why only birds why only birds um that's a valid question there might be a reason for that yeah um number three um why why are they so so impressed with that treehouse that they made you wouldn't be impressed by a treehouse uh, I mean, the guy just said, he was like, you made this? I'm like, it's a treehouse. It's okay. Sure, but he made it by himself. Okay, mm-hmm. so you're telling me that if I came to you and I said, hey, I built this all by myself, you'd be like, go eat shit and die. I hate you. <laughs> no, that's an extreme. And also, I'd be very shocked if it was you that made a treehouse. Sure. Okay, then, but what if I did? Let's say that the I did. The guy was a genius, okay? In, in a post-apocalyptic world, he made a, a treehouse. Okay. You don't think that's worth... How many dabs is that out of 10? Like, what? How many dabs? Like, what? how much credit what? do you think this guy My deserves? My man, dab me up, dab me up. Okay, now do it again. Now right. do it again. That's how I... That, seven times. Yeah, that's what you're going to give him, seven dabs out of 10? Well, okay. Yeah. I, I just want to know where your bar is for, like, the impressiveness of building a treehouse in a post-apocalyptic world by yourself. Listen, this is... I guess this is my problem with it, is... The way that that scene played out is the brute guy going like, oh my God, I can't believe you made this. And I was expecting something super impressive, like a cottage or something, and they panned to it, and it was a treehouse. And I was like, okay. (laughs) I feel like your standards are very high. I just, he said uh, he was there for six months. Six months? Again, by yourself. Uh, He's a genius. He made wine in like three days. No, they said it took them months. Oh. It was a little montage. Okay. Um, That's unclear. But uh, I'll I'll say I don't think you're gonna stick with the show. It doesn't seem like you're very you're very hot on it. You know, it's a shame. I do like the idea of like coming back from apocalypse and stuff. But there were a lot of thing dumb things that kind of like set me off. Yeah, I'll I'll but. just say that I um as they go on, they sort of build 
uh, on the science and the inventions and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they build a lot more and things get more impressive. I'll say that the the believability, like what you have to suspend, your disbelief, mm-hmm. sort of grows because Grow. they're still in a post-apocalyptic world and they sort of get to like, we need lights, we need communication devices, we need like... And they have like workarounds for all that stuff. But I, as a reader, even I'm sometimes like, all right, all right I'm just going to pretend like this is. But I'm also annoyed by brute force guy. I think he's annoying. I, he's supposed to be. Is he? I feel like he, they want us to root for him. Uh, Yeah, sort of. But he's, I, I think everyone has a really strong personality. I, and I sort of like that about the series. Like when you read it and as more characters get introduced, they all have very like specific ways of speaking and like different personalities. They're all like immediately recognizable by the way that they talk, which I think is like. It's uh, interesting. I appreciate it from the creator. Like, if you, I don't know if you noticed at all, but the main character always says, like, yeah, that's, like, 10 billion percent correct. Or, like, if when he, like, is excited about something, he'll be like, yeah, that's, like, 10 billion percent this. Or, like, 10, 10 billion times this. That's, Does like, he? always the number that he points to. Mm. And when he's, like, uh, being pessimistic about something or, like, uh, reducing something, he'll say, like, yeah, like, that didn't even affect me one millimeter. Like, oh, they, yeah. they just have, like... He always does measurements. Yeah, they have, like, very specific ways of talking. Mm-hmm. There's a guy who talks in, like, Pig Latin for some reason. And it's, like, it doesn't really make a sense. It's just, like, it's just a thing that he does. Mm-hmm. But I kind of like that the characters have quirks that... I guess. The other guy is just so stupid and naive. And, like, when the Brainiac guy was, like... I mean, this was in his mind. But, he, like, he could tell that he can't trust this guy, the the tarzan guy and he was like well i'm gonna keep the idea of the um potion to myself so this guy doesn't have it because i know as soon as he has this he's gonna he's gonna leave the potion to revive people from stone yeah and the guy killed two people right in front of him he killed two stones so that they could never return and then immediately the dumbass guy goes up and is like Look at this! I made a whole bottle of this potion sure. and blah 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 blah. Yeah, he's dumb, and I get it. He like screwed up the plan, but I, I I think part of you goes like when you're watching that, you're like, oh shit! Now the bad guy knows. Like it's it's been five seconds from us going. The bad guy can't know about this, or all of our plans are ruined. To oh, he knows now what happens, yeah. and now you got to no. sort of now you. I, gotta, wa- I want him to learn. I feel like that's lazy. Like, I, have I, him find out in a way that's like, okay, he's snooped or something. Don't just be like, okay, well, here it is. I disagree, because I think I think it, it takes away, it, it, it subverts your expectations. Now, now you're in it a position. It does not subvert my expectation. It just reinforces the fact that I think that guy's an idiot. Sure, but I think you, would ex- you wouldn't expect the bad guy to find the information so fast, and now you get to see what happens, how the good guys deal with that. It's not that I wouldn't expect it. It's that I'd hope the writing would be better so that it wouldn't happen. I don't think it's bad writing. Okay. Well, disagree. I, I don't think it's bad writing. All right. Um, so, yeah. That was Dr. Stone. I, I did not hate it. It's I still think it's better than Fooly Cooly. I, and I do think that there's there's ways to go with it. Like, a, there's room for me to grow into it. But I need um, the characters to to hype up a little bit more. Sure. Um. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 the the premise. I think it's a unique and strong premise. It uh it it grow it builds on what it establishes in those first couple episodes. So. Um, How many episodes are out now? Um. I, there's two seasons. I think there's something like thirty ish episodes out. In in each season or total total i think there's like 20 episodes in the first season and maybe like 15 10 or 15 in the second does he ever is this a thing where he will um wake up his girlfriend quickly or it's a ross and rachel will they won't they his girlfriend wakes up quickly and then they uh they uh i'll i guess i'll spoil it um he his girlfriend wakes up quickly and uh i don't want to spoil too much but they get separated so the, you don't see the the taiju you don't see the the loud guy for a while oh interesting yeah again which i th- I think the the storytelling isn't straightforward uh things that you would expect to happen sort of they either happen immediately so they that like you have to do something new or find a new a new path forward after that or they just don't happen in ways that you expect to start yeah do you hate the bad guy i thought that his justification was weird. Like when I first read it, I thought it was pretty generic for him to just be like, all of a sudden, like, I have a, th- I'm, I'm a bad guy. Like they seem to have a pretty good thing going, and all of a sudden he was like, this is my philosophy, and it's, um, it's the exact opposite of what your philosophy is. So now we're against each other. I thought that was that was convenient, and I, I wasn't super into him. But he goes away for a while, 
Is he the only bad guy? There, more stuff happens, but yeah. he's like the the main bad guy for the for the. Yeah, it's interesting. I guess because he's so strong, he can be he. In his mind, he's like, I don't need you. I can because you think in in a world where like you're the only three people on the planet, as far as you know, you'd want to stick together, right? But this guy, I guess, is so strong that he's like, I don't need you. But I mean, I don't know. I guess he he hasn't really shown intelligence and it's only been one episode but he hasn't really shown intelligence that would help him i think like he's shown that he's good at like hunting and stuff and like survival he can definitely survive but in terms of like rebuilding the world or whatever you think that he would need more do you have any theories on why only birds get turned to stone and humans but nobody else and i don't have an answer for you this is us theorizing We'll make a Reddit post about this later, but hmm. why only birds? Good question. Do you think that the person behind this all, the person or thing behind this all, maybe really hates birds? Oh, you think someone targeted this? Person or thing? I don't know. Hmm. What do you think? It's a natural phenomenon? It's weird, too, because it seems like it's all the same bird. It seems like it's always like all sparrows. What if it's just one guy who has a lab in his basement and he said, I'm going to get rid of all these fucking sparrows. This is like these, these sparrows keep shitting on truth, my car. If this is the truth, this is my type of thing because yeah. you know I hate birds. Yeah, this, these sparrows keep shitting on my car, and no matter where I put it in my driveway, they find it mm-hmm. and they shit on it. Yeah. There's not even poop on my on my driveway because they only shit on my car. Yeah, and then he did it, and it, and like, humans the got whole take, yeah. world. It was like oopsies. Yeah, yeah. and then it, you know the the plot twist is that it's the genius guy. The genius guy is he wasn't really frozen. He or he. He was able to scientifically keep himself alive for all these days, for thousands of years, and he's been working to try to get people back, but like he was the one that was really annoyed with the birds. That's my... That's your running theory? That's my running theory. That's a good theory. Because why not the lions? Or or the boars, or apparently almost any other animal. Yeah. I forgot to mention that this episode is sponsored by the, the new cryo freezer. Uh, cryo freezer pest control mm-hmm. has sponsored this episode of the podcast cryo freezer pest control is a freezer that you can use to freeze your entire house yeah to freeze any sort of rodents or cockroaches or anything that might be in there to get rid of them right you it goes it goes straight after the source which is whatever pest is in your home you won't need to worry about it it's it will 100 percent effectively get all of the pests in your home yeah ralph ralph you want to get in here this is ralph from uh, cryogenic freezers he's coming in here yeah uh, yep i'm here ralph yep ralph can yep. you explain to us how these freezers work please well these freezers work by targeting the electroclusivity of the ions in your home and freezing them and it will get to every nook and cranny of your home it'll get within your walls it'll get Anywhere really within the tent, because we do use a tent that goes over your home. Um, the the thing that we have to do, though, is that we do this um, by surprise, because we want to make sure that all the rodents, cockroaches, ants, whatever there may be, are shocked. And um, yes, um, sometimes families do also get frozen. Um, Wait, sorry, sorry. So families have to be in the homes when you treat them for pests they don't have to be but the the it nature, doesn't work otherwise well the nature of the program which is surprise um often catches families um by surprise oh so you don't even tell the families when you put the tents up it has to be fast yeah it has to be fast if you have you ever seen a rat when it sees a tent i, I gotta say no i haven't uh, when a rat sees a tent it says i'm out of here Ralph, how many so how many houses have you treated so far with this new technology? Seven thousand. And how many families have you frozen in these houses? Six thousand seven hundred and ninety-eight. Wow. About two hundred lucky families have made it out. Well, were they just buying groceries? Or? Um some were on holiday. Um sometimes a few of them are half families. A few of the, the children were outside playing. Uh some had mom or dad at work. Um, you know, some, some were just, you know, not there. Some, some had said we're done with these rats. We're leaving and lucky them. How do you, how do you bring these families back? 
Oh. And do the rodents come back when you bring these? Fa- do you bring these families back? Uh, do I personally? No, actually, my brother over at uh, Cryogenic Heating has to be called in. Unfortunately, that is a very long process. Um, and it is at cost to the family because they do sign paperwork knowing that this is a spur-of-the-moment thing. Um, so my, my twin brother comes in, and he goes with the heat gun, and it's honestly, it's a 20-year process. Um, and the rats, uh, God, I swear the rats get smarter by the time they're thawed. So. Oh, you thaw the rats too? <laughs> well, we figure it's not... Why do you thaw the rodents? <laughs> We we figure it's not fair for us to thaw the humans and not the rodents. And if they got got, then the rats are free. That's what our slogan is. If you get got, the rats are free. So you've 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 treated seven thousand houses, and six thousand seven hundred and ninety-two of them. Ninety-eight. Ninety-eight still have rats in the houses because you caught the humans in them, and you also just thawed the animals back. Well, I will say that we are. We are uh, 19 years into this program, so no one is truly completely There's, thawed. You're still working through it? Yes. Is that what your brother is right now, thawing all those? Yeah. Um, I will say also that rats, uh, being smaller, do come to life faster. So, so right now the rats are ru- ruling the roost. <laughs> they own 6,798 houses. Legally, yes, but they do pay taxes. Now that's that's something. Yeah. Uh, it's well, all in cheese. Thanks. Thanks for your work, Ralph. Thank you. Um, these families are great. Hopefully, guys, if you want to use uh, his services, use coupon code Coach Sensei. Yep, Coach Sensei. And please, when when you contact us, um, just make sure that you're in your house as little as possible, and then you know this doesn't have to happen. There what? are t- over 200 families that are rodent free and La- very happy. Last question: How? What's the window? Like when you sign up for the service, how long? do you expect it to take before you show up with it could happen anytime within 10 years all right good talking to you Ralph. thank you Uh, 10 years is is the warranty and uh you know rats rats and cockroaches historically very paranoid creatures so they're always looking over their back like it's very hard to sneak up on them joe swallowed have you tried to sneak up on a cockroach i try to stay away from them as much as possible well call me if you have any problems i don't think i will i don't All have right, 10 I years gotta to go. stay i gotta go i gotta go 10 years is just the perfect amount of time um it's really only a hundredth of the cockroach lifespan so if you do the math it's a bar it's a steal sure it is a tenth approximately of my lifespan and i'd like prefer to spend that in a home mm-hmm. but anyway thank you for talking to us thank uh, you i'm sure people will contact you when they want to use your services and i hope you do goodbye i'll see you later later ralph or will ya? that was very ominous i think he just means like maybe he means like when you're you're out about town i hope so I don't want to be frozen. Mm-hmm. It worked out for a little a little girl I know. Elsa. Did it work out for her? I think so. I mean, she's had her her problems, and then she had to struggle with being gay. But that was. I don't think that's how Disney wants you to phrase that. Was that not what the second movie is about? I I mean, subtext wise, probably. Okay. Hey, does there any uh, did any sports happen this week? Nope, not this week. See you later. And that That's was the show. <laughs> uh, I'll talk to you later. The no. social media, something about a red button. Goodbye. Yeah. Wow. How dare you? Um, no, th- uh, there were sports, and you know, baseball's happening, and you at home should know that baseball's happening, and that's all we'll say about that. Um. But basketball is really happening. And our our listeners, I don't think, are, are up to date on everything that they should know about the NBA playoffs. So could you could you step on in here, Roach? Uh just taking a seat. <sighs> hey. Hey Roach. It's me. Yeah. It's Roach. Roach report, please. Roach report incoming, guys. The NBA playoffs are hot, hot, hot. That's because the first round is complete. We've got eight eliminations. 
Yeah? Yes. Okay. Eight eliminations. Uh, some of note, the Atlanta Falcons took out the Knicks. Yeah. Uh, New York fans, including the host of this podcast, Joe Swell Rosario, were very excited for the one win that the Knicks had. Yeah. Uh, but they lost in five. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trey Young... He shoots really well and he passes really well. So what are we gonna do? Yeah. <laughs> what um, are you gonna do in New York? Um, moving along, uh, we talked about some of these last week, so I'm gonna try to skip those. Uh, what concluded recently? The Boy. Celtics, the the Nets beat the Celtics. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Lakers lost to the Suns. LeBron James uh, defeated for in a first round playoff for the first time in his career. First time. Uh, so now. Uh, who knows what could happen? I said last week that he would bend the laws of physics to make it happen with sheer willpower. It turns out that he has not been watching Dr. Stone, so he's not up to date on his on his science laws, and he couldn't manipulate them like he wanted to. Yeah. So he's out. Surprise there. I've not seen any press about what he said about that, but I'd be curious to hear if he has any sort of comments. Well, they asked if he was going to play in the Olympics this year, and he said he couldn't because he actually had to play Bugs Bunny, a game with Bugs Bunny, and try to get his son back from a nefarious algorithm. Wow. Props to him for playing through the playoffs while his son was kidnapped. That's probably why he lost. He might have been distracted. Maybe. We don't consider... No one one asked him about that as a follow-up question. No one considers mental health in sports these days. We had a whole episode about it. Right, but the the media isn't. Yeah, you're right. Are we the media? Is this the media? (laughs) We the media. <laughs> Excuse me, LeBron James, just where are you from Coach B Sensei? <laughs> Quick question. What is your favorite anime? <laughs> I wonder if he has a que- an answer for that. Um, I'd be curious. Yeah. Um, but, okay, Roge is back. Uh, the Lakers lost. They did. Uh, uh, do you know the remaining um, teams? West teams? The West team. Because I took, I saw a photo of the bracket today, and it was like, one of these teams will be in the NBA Finals. And I was like, wow, that's pretty crazy. I think I saw someone tweeted that none of the teams on the West Coast have ever won a championship. I believe that is correct. Because it is the remaining teams are the Phoenix Suns, the Clippers. LA Clippers, the Denver Nuggets, and the, the Jazz. Jazz, that is correct. Yeah, because the, the, the Jazz and the Nuggets are playing mm-hmm. in, uh, in their series, and the Clippers and the, what did you just say? Suns. And the Suns are playing in their series, that's right. Yeah. So. Do you have a, a team that you're rooting for? Um, I guess the Clippers. Cause, Why? Because Kawhi Leonard, uh, from the highlights that I saw in his Game 7, did a lot. Mm-hmm. That was cool. Either them or the Suns, I think. Do you know what Kawhi Leonard's nickname is? I just remembered this today. Um, is it uh, the T-1000? No, it should be robot. It should be robotic. His nickname is The Claw. The Claw. Yeah. Why, why do they call him that? Because his hands are fucking huge? Yeah. I He did an interview on Jimmy Kimmel where he said he couldn't fit his hands into his pockets. That's crazy. Isn't that wild? Can you imagine having a hand so big that they just can't go places? <laughs> i heard Kawhi leonard once tried to get on a ride at six flags and they told him his hands were too big to ride yeah, the, the scale went off actually yeah. we have footage of Kawhi in line he was so pumped you yeah. know as pumped as Kawhi can be yeah yeah uh, cut to footage please yep all right step right up step right up next in line but oh my god Kawhi leonard greetings Oh wow! I didn't real. I didn't expect you to be so excited to see me. Greetings. So, I would like one ticket for ride, please. Yeah. Um. Sure. I mean, obviously, you're standing right next to the sign right there, and you are. Um. You're plenty tall enough. And now I just need you to fit. This is unusual. We don't re- usually do this because it's like it doesn't come across much. But I need you to fit your hand in this um, luggage thing, very much like TSA, where you try to see if the luggage is. Um, too big. I need you to put your hands in there for me. Initiate hand sequence. Oh my gosh. Oh. Oof. This is awkward. I can read the cues on your face that indicate that there is a problem. Yeah, Kawhi. There, there is a problem. Um, see, the the roller coaster cannot um, cannot house a, a contain a person with hands that large. Um, it's, it's, it's weird that you ask or that you, I could see in your face that you're asking why we know that, uh, Mickey has quite large, um, gloves and he actually has to take them off to get on the ride. 
this is surprising, scanning your face to see if this is sarcasm. Oh, please don't be angry. I can tell that you're angry. No sarcasm detected. Also, you are six weeks pregnant. Ooh. Um, well, that's unexpected. Weird. Um, what am I to do? I'm a little distracted right now, honestly, now that you told me that I'm not ready. Um, but you know, my mistake. Oh, that was not a baby. Oh, that was a burrito. Ugh. Okay, I guess. Whew. Crisis averted. Am I right? <laughs> Dap that right Initiate there. Initiate high five Dap sequence. It. Whoa! <laughs> Kawhi did not mean to do that. It's okay. I'm all right. Oh, thank. I'm all right. Thank the creator. I'm coming back. Hold on. Oh, I gotta go through the zigzags. Hold on. Whoa. Excuse me. Excuse me. Yep. Right Initiate waiting sequence. Right operator here. Oh, oh, oh. Ooh. Really slapped me there, Kawhi. My apologies. Yeah. No, no problem. No Kawhi problem. Kawhi is excited to ride roller coasters. Listen, you you are my favorite basketball player. Uh, gratitude. Uh, Initiate gratitude sequence. Thank you very much. Wow. That was smooth. Um, so I am going to look the other way and pretend like I didn't see you get on this ride. Um, and um, good luck to you. We cut to a news broadcast later that day. So the ride derailed. Six people dead. Five injured. The police investigators say that hands were to be the problem. Yes, but uh, and the hands were also, uh, this is the special field reporter, hands were also the savior because uh, the hands in question were able to stop the ride as he dragged them across the ground. Correct. Uh, there's footage showing uh, what looks like Kawhi Leonard from the L.A. Clippers jumping in front of the train car like that scene from Spider-Man 2 mm -hmm. and just using his hands to stop the, uh, not the train car, but the roller coaster car before it crashed into an, uh, uh, an adjacent roller coaster car. Yeah, witnesses on scene say all they could hear was saying, the claw. All they could hear was the claw. And that's what some of them heard before their deaths. Rest in peace. Yep. Catch Kawhi Leonard, uh, hopefully healed up for his playoff game next week. I'm sure he'll be fine. Wow. Thank you, Kawhi, for saving saving people. Yeah, who knew who he was a hero both on and off the court? I did. I knew it. But I don't share all those things. Um, yeah, so uh, Kawhi, Kawhi's moving on. Uh, in the east... In the east side, we got the Nets. The Nets, the we Falcons. Got the Bucks. The Fal you, can, you always say the Falcons. Oh, the Hawks. Uh, yeah. The Nets, the Hawks, the Bucks, and Who's the. Um, oh, yeah. You I do. don't remember. Yeah, you do. The Grizzlies? Nope. You wrote a song about this man. Oh, the 76ers. That's correct. Joel Embiid's team. Yeah, and shocking, the, the Hawks got that, that game one win. So Trey Young still on his hair. Yeah. Um, one thing I do want to say, just for the record, um, James Harden got hurt, and a lot of analysts were saying they think that the Bucks are going to win because James Harden got hurt. And I want to know, what world are you living in that you think that Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant are going to lose to Giannis Antetokounmpo and the Bucks. I know people have high, for some reason, high standards for the Bucks, but I just want to say, let it go. And that's all I got to say. New York represent. New York represent. Where Brooklyn at? Where Brooklyn at? Stomping on the neck of the Bucks. That's right. Um, and so that brings me to the next part of this lovely, lovely show. And it's a game. Um, this game... It's something that I created, and it's called Referee Game. You've been watching a lot of basketball, I and um, I want to know what you know. And so th in basketball, referees have signals that they they use so that people watching the game uh, know what's going on. And so I found a video online of a referee. It's a ref referee training video, and, he, and he, this person does um, signals, and I'd like you... Uh, to watch them and tell me what you think they mean. 
Um, because this is a podcast, if you could explain what you're seeing um, as you do that, that would be great. Um, and then we'll we'll see which uh, which one they know. And um, I want to start uh, with number two, please. Number two. I've not seen these before. I'm not familiar with uh, calls or referee hand movements, so I'll watch this. There's a guy, a referee, he lifts one hand up, and then he puts two thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, uh, he's standing straight. He lifts one hand up with his like like a wave almost, but like his hand straight, uh-huh. and then he puts both hands in front of him and gets two big thumbs up. <laughs> um, what could that possibly be? I want to say is that positive. Yeah, I this call to me is that I think uh, <laughs> one of the players' parents in the stands is asking if their one of the players just fell, and one of the parents in the stands is asking if their player is okay. Uh-huh. So this referee, uh, after checking in with the player, looks at the parent. And goes, hey, you, they're all right. <laughs> uh, so close. Uh, that signal is to uh, tell everyone that it's a jump ball. Okay. <laughs> jump ball. Jump ball. Uh, okay. So let's go for another one. And for that one, uh, let's go to number five, please. Number five. Number five. So the referee puts his hand up again. Uh, he does the... Oh, yeah, this is easy. I know this you one. You know this one? Yeah, I do know this one. He puts his hand up again. I guess that he's going to do that every time. So I'm gonna, maybe I'll stop saying that. But he puts his hand up, and then he does, like, he rolls... His, like, if you make fists, and you roll uh, fist over fist. Like a dance move. Like 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 the the hustle or something, like a disco move. Yeah. Um, and then he, I think he pointed at the end. I'd have to rewind to see that. Uh, but that's traveling. That's traveling. Right? Where you where you uh, don't... You take too many steps without dribbling. Yes. Uh, next, could we go to number six, please? Number six. Number six, his hands up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so his hands up. I'm sorry, I rewinded it. His hands up, and then he does like a... I don't even know how to describe it. Like he's playing the bongos? <laughs> yeah, like he's playing bongos. Like, it's like he's, he's uh, doing like clumsy footsteps with his hands. Uh-huh. Like hand, one hand up. Hey, there's a call. Plays the bongos, and then he points. I wish I could take a video of you doing this. Um, what could this be? Um, <laughs> what could this be? What could it be? Someone on the you know how players are mic'd sometimes during games. Yeah, I think someone was playing was singing copyrighted music that they didn't have the rights to. And he was she was trying to do the company. Hey, hey, boom, 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 cut it out. <laughs> You can't, you can't sing that song on Fox. <laughs> it's so close. Uh, that was for an illegal dribble or a double dribble? A double dribble. Yeah. Um, got it. Okay. Um, you want to do another one? Yeah. Let's, okay. We can go through all of these if you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's go through uh, number three, please. Three. This one's this one's a fairly commonly used sign, so I think you'll know this one. Um. Okay, so his hand his hand went up with like a he had three fingers extended this time, or two fingers, and he uh, put him down and then put the number two up again. So he had like two or three fingers extended. I couldn't really tell. His hand went down and then he put two fingers up. Uh-huh. Uh, it looked like two fingers extended yeah. down and then two distinct fingers like a peace sign up, uh-huh. and then he did a one. Yeah, is that a foul? Like two shots for a foul? That's pretty good. Is he, that what that is? That that is the 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 symbol for and one. So the two the basket the two points count. Gotcha. And you get one shot additional. Oh, did he put his hand down like he was doing like? Yes. Yeah, so he said the basket is in. So that's the downward motion. He said the two points count, and then he put up one finger to say you get an additional shot. Gotcha. Okay. So it's good. You got one. Um, I got two. Okay. Let the record show. Oh, yeah, you got traveling. You're right. Uh, well, let's do number four. I think you, I think you'll know number four. Uh, so he's standing, hand um outstretched to his side, but like up and diagonal. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't tell if he's doing something with his hands. I think he has like uh, like three fingers up. He's holding his index finger and his thumb together, and he has three fingers up. Mm-hmm. And then both hands go up like a field goal. Um. So what could that mean? 
<laughs> he put his hand up diagonally and showed three fingers, I think. Mm-hmm. And then both hands down, and then he put his both arms straight up like a, like a football field goal. Mm-hmm. Um, what could that mean? Like a three-point shot? Like a three-point shot? Uh, and the shot was good. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> Look at you. So he puts you put one hand up with the three to signify that the the player is behind the three point line, mm-hmm. and if they make it, you put the other foot up or the other hand up. Okay, that was very good. Um, let's go to number seven. Number seven. So. <laughs> okay, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> number seven. So he. Um oh my god. He puts his his hands together um sort of like an HBCU like marching pose. Like yeah. fists together. Or like leaning like a cholo kind of thing. Yeah. Remember that dance? So he puts them together and I'm watching it again, sorry, because it happened so fast. And he leans over to one side, uh sort of like he's swinging elbows, but his fists are touching. And he like swings elbow to one side, up and swings elbow to the other side and back to the first side. Mm-hmm. Um uh, I don't know that. I'm guessing that's like a like a contact thing, like a foul or something. Like he, like someone. Is it a flagrant foul or? It is a. I mean, you might eventually call it a flagrant foul, but that is the call for excessive elbows. Excessive elbows. <laughs> and I will say very straightforward. I'll say that those were excessive elbows. In that guy's <laughs> performance of that call. Uh, let's finish up with, or let's do eight, and then we'll do nine. Okay. Eight. He's got a fist up in the air. <laughs> okay. So, uh, arm straight up with a fist. He, like, shakes it once. Then hands go down. And he takes a, a very sassy step to the side. <laughs> and uh, puts both hands out to his side. Uh, like he's saying, like, like an umpire kind of goes, like, safe. No, well, I mean, um, you haven't finished it. You're in the oh, middle of a movement. Oh. oh, you're right. They go out to the side like a safe. And then they go on his hip. And he stands and there. He's just very accentuating. <laughs> Let me watch it more time. So fist up with a shake. There's a safe and then immediately to the hips. <laughs> and I can't stress enough how quickly he goes from the safe to the hips. It's a very <laughs> fluid motion. It's a fluid motion, yeah. Yeah. Um so there's a shake and then safe hips. What could that mean? Uh what could that mean? <laughs> um Uh I wanna say something like goaltending. Ooh, okay. Because the fist in the air makes you think like someone punching through the net. Mm-hmm. But I also want to say that uh, someone, uh, I, <laughs> uh, I feel like this is a trick question, and this isn't even a basketball call at all. This is what this is what call you make at a prom when you're chaperoning people who are dancing too close together, <laughs> like, and you say, "Leave room for Jesus." <laughs> hey, fist in the air, separate and leave room for Jesus. <laughs> um. Yeah, it, it's kind of the same. Um, I think in in essence, this call is leave room for Jesus, but the call is blocking. What does so, that mean? So blocking is um, like when a when a guy when someone's going for a layup, and the defender goes and they try to like set set a um, a screen. It's not a screen. It's like the because there's there's two calls that I don't want to say what the other one is. Um, where um the defender can be in front of the person that's running and they can fall and um that would be like an offensive foul because of because it'll be no sorry this is the wrong this is the opposite so uh it's a defensive foul blocking um in that you were blocking the um the way of the 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 dribbler or the person with the ball and um so they would get most of the time they'll get a shooting foul because a lot of guys will put the will try to shoot as they get the blocking. So it's like you were illegally blocking the runner at, or the person with the ball as they were trying to get to the hoop. Because you you technically like can't really be in their way. Okay. The, the they make the call a lot. Okay. Um, but they make the call, um, along with this other one. So let's look at the other one. Okay. The final one. He puts his fist up in the air very defiantly. His hand goes behind his head. Um, That's it. So his fist went up, and then his hand went behind his head, uh, and that was pretty much it. 
Um, I will say that he it was a close up shot and he he mouthed the call. What was it? Uh, it's charging. Yeah, it was. It was charging. Uh, I have nothing to say about that. I don't really know what I I, I can't really connect the head touch to anything. Yeah, I don't really know why it is the symbol that it is. So this is what I was talking about without trying to ruin it. Right. Is this blocking and charging are two two sides of the same coin. Um, the defensive foul is that the the defensive player um, didn't kind of just like slid in the way, and there was no way to avoid for, for the offensive player to avoid it. Um, the charging call is that the defensive player was set, and that the um, offensive player kind of like knocked them over where it wasn't necessary or like like because you're allowed to be in the space that you're allowed to be right so if this person's here and this person knocks them over then then that's a foul on the offensive person mm -hmm. that's what charging is and uh just for kicks uh can you do um number one because i think that is a number one hopefully he doesn't say it really um his hand is up his hand is up, right, straight up, uh -huh. and then he bends his elbow, so his uh, his, his arms like at a ninety degree angle, and then he his hand comes sort of like waves down. Mm -hmm. um, that was it. Yeah. Um, hand is up, ninety degree angle, hand waves down. Um, what could that be? What could that be? What's funny is that I I saw this one before when, yeah. we, when we were getting all the time codes set up and everything <laughs> and i don't remember it uh what could that be hand up 90 degree a wave off um i think he's asking a big rig on a highway to pull the to blow their whistle yeah honk that horn yeah that's what he's saying to a semi truck uh no that's start the clock start the clock and I want to say you you've noticed that he puts his hand up. So the hand up is that he's making a call. Sure. Yeah, I, I think I, I I got that. And then I believe if the fist is closed, he's telling you to stop the clock. So that's what they do. Cool. And those are the those are some main calls that they make. That's an art. That's an art. And I'm thank you for playing that game with me. Oh, no problem. I I feel like I learned a lot. All right. Well, we have one more thing to do. Um, before we skedaddle and that is um, pick our teams for the Euros we, uh, we've mentioned before that the um, Euro Championship the Euro I don't know if you call them the Euro Championships the tournament is this summer um, I know that you might not be attached to it and I find that a fun way to get attached to the action and follow along is to arbitrarily pick a team to root for so I have a, a cap with all of the the nations that are competing in this year's Euro tournament, and I would like you, and and myself, I will also do this. Pick into the hat, and pick a nation to support. And I I hope that the next time we we meet, we'll have some information on like who the players are or what you expect from them. Please don't get North Macedonia. I've got drum roll, please. Belgium. Oh, that's a great one. I feel like it is. No, really, Belgium is a good team. Yeah, Belgium could win this whole thing. Belgium's what I got. That's you're gonna really enjoy that. That's a great team to get. Nice. Watch now. Now I'm gonna get North Macedonia. I uh, we did this similar thing for the World Cup a few years back at my job, and I got Cameroon, which is great. But um, you got prizes at the end if they won, and I obviously was that was not gonna happen for me. Okay, I have. Oh, I know I'm not going to like who I get. Austria. Austria. Are they a good football team? Um, Soccer? Not necessarily. I don't, I don't think it'll be a long stay for me. Oh, well, we'll see what happens. The good news is I'm already invested. So I, I'm really, a, I'm a big fan of uh, Spain, Germany, and France. So here we are. Um... Are you excited about this? I we'll see. I haven't done any research yet, but if your reaction to me getting Belgium, I think, is a good indicator for what I'm in for. Yeah, I think you'll be excited. I, you might even get a jersey. Who knows? Whoa, I hope so. Hmm. So that brings us to very sadly the end of this episode. Is it? Yeah, all good things must come to an end. Like. 
the journey of some of our mightiest mightiest warriors, like that of Son Goku of Dragon Ball Z, Yusuke Urameshi of Yu Yu Hakusho, or Bernie Williams of the New York Yankees. We all got to go our way, our separate ways sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I think this is where we go ours. Okay. All right, well, bye. I was, I needed to go get the pests out of my home anyway. Yeah. I, you can go try to track down Ralph and see if he'll help you out. And I'll say, uh, as Cassandra packs up her things, yep. that we've got social media. Please come follow us on Twitter at Coach Me Sensei. Facebook.com slash Coach Me Sensei pod. Uh, we've got email, coachbesensei at gmail.com. Uh, and just say hi to us. We'll gladly respond. Sweeney. Oh, well, Pop Sweeney's here. Sweeney, what what are you digging at? Oh my god, Sweeney, what'd you find? <laughs> what is that down there? Sweeney. Is that under my desk? What are you doing? Sweeney, get back. Sweeney, get back. It's glowing. Oh no. Sweeney, relax. He's so excited about this. He's I sh he should be scared. Cassandra, <laughs> he should be scared because this looks dangerous. Uh-oh. Oh, oh no, he's pressing it. it. No, Sweeney. Sweeney's putting his paw up. Oh no. Sweeney. Oh my god. Sweeney. He's gonna do it. He's looking me dead in the eye. Oh no. Sweeney, I can't stop you. Sweeney, don't bark three two one at us. Don't bark. Ah! <laughs>